Uh, I played out there. I played out there this summer. It was lit. Episode nine of the Bench Mob Podcast. We're gonna be talking about a couple of things here. The NFL, of course, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about some of the things you know people are saying crazy during this quarantine. They bored, just speaking up, having diarrhea of the mouth. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the Jordan doc. You know that's coming out again tonight. Episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna start off. Y'all saw how. The NBA is going to start having uh, practices May 1st. Yep, I saw that. I'm excited. That's going to be clutch. I think once they start that, NBA probably be back in, uh, back to go. Get some. Hopefully. When does the draft usually start? The draft usually starts like June or July, right? Wait, is it June or is it July? June, but it's going to be. Yeah, everything about to get pushed back. Yeah. Everything about to get pushed back. But, yeah, I think that'll be the start to uh, the NBA coming back, which I'll be excited to to see, of course, Bron get mm-hmm. that. Did you just try to sneak that in, Bron, get that chip? Did you just say that? Yo. He did. He did. He saw the look. <laughs> All right. Well, it just finished on yesterday. NFL Drive, three days. We had a lot of surprises, a lot of – it was interesting seeing the draft virtual. We had a lot of memes and people, mm. phones and whatnot. Um, <laughs> number one pick was Joe Burrow by the uh, Bengals. Who do you think is going to have a better career, Joe Burrow or Tua, who uh, got drafted by the Dolphins? Better career. Maybe even a better year based off their team, how their team is set up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It depends on their supporting cast. Uh, Dolphins got a few weapons, uh, but I want to go. I just want to go with Burrows. Just off potential, I, I want to go with Burrows. Hopefully, they get them some people around them, you know, free agency and stuff. So, yeah, I, mean, I want to go Burrows. Got a good start with AJ Green, one of the top yeah. top ten receivers. So that's a good option to have right there. Mm-hmm. What you think I about? I think I think Tua is going to be the better quarterback in the league. I just think he's got stuff you can't really teach, mm-hmm. like just deep ball accuracy. He can scramble, which I mean that gets him in trouble sometimes with the injuries and stuff. But it's about <laughs> developing, and Miami's they've been doing pretty good with building pieces around mm-hmm. the quarterback. They got some receivers. They picked up pieces on defense. So I think they have a, a good shot. Not better than the Jets, but they got a they got a good shot at doing something. Well, we could tell somebody have about how they team drafted. Yeah, we have oh, God. I don't know about the Packers though. They I don't know. I'm I have been asking people around, like I've been asking for an answer. I've been searching on Twitter. Like I want to just know the answer. Like why did we draft a quarterback if Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers is still like in his prime? Like we know, and y'all did when Brett Favre was the quarterback. We gonna talk but about Favre was older though. All right, let's. I guess let's, let's not skip steps. That's later in the. Okay, we gonna we gonna touch on that for sure. <laughs> I agree with uh, Maz. I think Tua just because he has so many other t- intangibles, and when you look at the NFL right now it's kind of veered towards the mobile quarterback. We saw last year from Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. 
all Aaron Rodgers, they're all mobile quarterbacks that still have that accuracy in the cannon. Tua has all that. If he stays healthy, I definitely see that that could be not a Super Bowl, maybe because it's the Dolphins, but I can see some uh, playoff push. Something. I mean, there's an extra playoff team in each conference now, so that's another thing. And Tom Brady's out of your conference, out of your right there. So oh, you had it right. He's out of our conference. We don't got to worry about him until maybe the Super Bowl. So he's specifically out of the division. So that helps. That the, does help. That helps the Bills and the Dolphins. Everybody good. Speaking of um, top picks in history, if y'all can name. Yeah, top three picks, top three number one picks in history. Some notable picks, you got like O.J. Simpson, Andrew Luck. You got Eli Manny, Jameis Winston, who's a free agent. Keyshawn Johnson, of course, Peyton Manny. You put Jameis in there? <laughs> he was a number one pick. I said notable. You got Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, Jamarcus Russell. I don't know if y'all remember him. A legend. Codeine legend. Oh my God! <laughs> if I had to choose y'all top three number one picks in NFL history, who would y'all put on there as your top three? Leah, of who they, of how they played in the league, or of how they played in like college? Nah, no, nah, no, nah, top three number one picks. Whatever they did in the NFL, whoever your three picks are, you could, you could say Jamarcus Russell because he was a coding goat. Hey, if that's on your top three, that's on your top three. Nah, I'm not choosing him. You know we gotta pick the juice, man. <laughs> you know we gotta pick the juice first. OJ. Um, Keyshawn was definitely a dog. Who else you have up there? Who else you just have up there? Gary Brash. Wait, Vic? Did you have Vic up there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a number one pick. Two up, two down. Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Legend. Definitely changed the game. So you got Vic, OJ, and uh, Keyshawn? Yeah. Miles, who your three? I'd say Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. John Elway. Hall of Famer. And for the culture, I say Mike Vick because he changed okay. the game and okay. made okay. it more acceptable to be a, a mobile quarterback who can throw, too. <laughs> I got to have the juice man up there, O.J. Simpson. Of mm-hmm. course. Got to have Mike Vick, one of my favorite players, most exciting players to watch. That was the cheat code to play with in Madden every time. Vick, oh, scramble, boom, 100-yard run. I got to put um, Cowboys fan, Troy Aikman up there, baby. <laughs> Troy Aikman, okay. that was clutch. Him, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, I got to put Troy Aikman up there. That's when they were actually good. Like They were and good, though. I they were good, though. We on the we on the come up this year. The draft we Jerry Jones actually did a good job this year. I was about to say you're not hating. This is a surprise right here. Jerry Jones, I, I was surprised he did he did a good job when he that report came out. He was like, "Yo, I'm drafting alone, nobody with me." I'm like, "Ah, darn, he about to do some nonsense." But he did a good job <laughs> based off the draft, first round, sixth round, whoever. Who is your offensive rookie of the year, and who's your defensive rookie of the year? Uh, I'm going to say defensive is Chase Young. Just, I mean, he's going to come in and 
like be a difference maker on that defense. And then offensively, one, I'm gonna go with CD. I think he's going to end up being on that team before the end of the season's done. Who are you rocking with, Johan? I'm not sure about I'm not sure about defense. Uh, but I want to go I want to go Burroughs. I mean, he's going to have the most pressure. He's going to have the most eyes on him. I think it's always not always, but for the most part, it's going to be, of course, the quarterback when it comes down to offensive uh, rookie of the year. So I mean, either Burroughs or either Tua. I want to say Burroughs. It's going to depend on who stay. It's uh, a lot of factors that play to it. Nobody gets injured. I'm going to go Burroughs. I think Burroughs. Um, no. Defensive, I'm not sure. Defensive, I'm right on the same page. Chase Young, arguably was the best player in the draft. Everybody like arguably the best player, ready right now to make an impact. And I'm going to go with Tua. I just think he's going to have the tools to to put up the better stats and probably get some more wins. The Bengals still got a lot of holes, in my opinion, stuff they need. So I'm going to go with Tua, but you mentioned it earlier. You alluded to it. The Packers did draft a quarterback. Is this the end of the Rodgers era? Is it coming to an end? They draft in this deep class of wide receivers, which was actually the most wide receivers drafted in the first two rounds ever, 14 wide receivers drafted in the first two rounds. They did not draft any wide receivers, any skill players to give help to Aaron Rodgers, but they drafted a quarterback. Is the writing on the wall? Is it done for Aaron Rodgers soon? We should let the, the Packers fan answer this first. I don't want to say it's over soon. Maybe it's me speaking from a fan standpoint. Um, I want to say it's not over soon. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I really, I'm really baffled on why they brought him in there. Like, even if it was a rookie quarterback and it was like you, you want to get, you want to get rid of him soon. It's like you really at least want somebody to develop under Aaron first. Like, it's not like you're just gonna kick him out right then. So. I don't. I don't know why they brought him in. I don't know. I don't know who was drafting. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. Anybody else know what's going on? I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I don't know why we drafted. They're just gonna go about it the same way that they did with Rodgers and Favre, and have uh, this guy Love sit and watch Rodgers for a couple of years. That's how you're supposed to do it, though. And then trade him. Then trade Rodgers, and then bring Love in, because they said he's the. He has the most talent of any quarterback in the draft. So why not take a chance and let him learn from probably one of the yeah. top three greatest like throwers of the football of all yeah. time? I don't think I got, a, a, I got a question. I got a question for y'all. If if I mean this goes for NBA or NFL. If you're a GM or yeah, if you're a GM, are you drafting by talent or are you drafting by needs? That's that's tough. I think it's a balance of both. Cause like for example, Cowboys, they got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup actually played pretty well last year. We don't per se need it, CD Lamb, but that was the best player on the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So big picture, you draft CD Lamb, that's gonna help Dak Prescott out. 
if he has that many weapons, then you have no way that you can really put seven or eight in the box against Ezekiel Elliott. So now he got more running lanes because at any point you do play action, you got CD, Mari, and Michael Gallup to worry about. Mm-hmm. Me personally, it depends like how big the need is. Like if you a team that has no quarterback, you don't trust the person that's on the roster, you probably go with your need. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. If the need is bigger, then you got to go with the need. But especially in NFL, more so, if it's seven rounds, you feel me? Like you could get it maybe later on the need. Yeah, I think like the first couple rounds should be like need based. Like if you need a tackle, like we took a tackle, then we took a receiver. But then after that, it's kind of like you do best player available because uh-huh. you're trying to get the most talent on your team as possible. If you, you start picking needs, the later on you get, it's not going to be a, as beneficial for you. Okay. I like the way we drafted. I'm going to keep saying it because I like I like that. I like it. <laughs> I mean, regarding back to Rodgers, I don't think it's the end of the Rodgers era. I do think they're trying to prepare for the future. Uh, but I saw a quote by the um, the GM. He They asked him, did, like, did he tell Rodgers he was drafting a quarterback and he told him he hasn't talked to Rodgers yet. So I think it's more of a thing like, I don't know, the GM trying to put his his stamp on it like, I run this team and I don't need to run anything by Rodgers, but trying to get ready for the future. Like, I, I guess that's his approach. I just don't understand how they didn't draft any wide receivers. I don't get that for Rodgers or Love. They got no weapons, really. They need – Rodgers needed help. In a, in, a, in a draft like this, and excuse me, earlier I said 14 wide receivers. It was 13 wide receivers. In the first two rounds, in a wide receiver deep draft, y'all didn't get any. I don't know why. Jets got somebody. We got somebody good who fell. He fell for some reason. Nice pickup. But speaking of, you just mentioned he fell. What do you think are some of the biggest still slash surprises in this draft this year? Round one through seven. Jalen. Jalen Hurts dropping. That was a surprise more than. I don't know why. I mean, the Eagles got him if they still got Carson Wentz. I don't know. That's weird to me, too. Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz is, what, still 27? Um, Yeah, he just got that that big deal. I think he in the first year. Exactly. So why? Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm. Maybe he hasn't. The injury prone, that's the only thing I think of. Like, they probably had a uh, same mindset of when they had Nick Foles. Like, yo, we got a good behind backup just in case Carson gets Oh, hurt. but they did say they're going to use him as a runner, though, too. Like, he's going to, you know, he's going to be good for us, and he's going he's gonna to run, too. Like, so, I don't know. Like they Kirk put him in, like, the Wildcat or something like that? I don't know. Probably. So, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. Who is your biggest still or surprise in the uh, – even if you got multiple ones, who was it? Hmm. I'm going to say my biggest surprise of the draft was it's either CD mm-hmm. dropping all the way to the Cowboys when I thought he was the best receiver in the draft. And then it's either him or another guy the Cowboys took, the guy Bradley Anai, the 
the edge rusher who dropped all the way to the fifth or sixth round. But he, he had like a third round grade on him. So I, I wanted us to take a, a chance with him, but I guess our GM knows what he's doing. <laughs> it's a it's a surprise having a GM like that right now. But and then a steal. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Mims from the Jets all the way at 60. Yeah. Because he up until like last week, someone some people were saying that he was gonna be a first round pick. So I kind of thought we had no shot if he fell out of the, the first round. Yeah. So we'd have to trade up for him. And then he trades back as he's dropping to us. And I'm like, all right, got to trust the process. He must know what he's doing. And then he still fell. And we picked up more picks. So, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, my biggest surprise would be C.D. Lamb getting picked up by the Cowboys. I think it's huge for uh, Dak Prescott, Zeke, as I mentioned earlier. I think the biggest steal of the draft, some would agree, some wouldn't, is uh, the Colts getting Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was by far top three, top four running back. People were, you know, a little nervous because of his amount of touches he had in college, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a huge pickup for the Indianapolis Colts right there get a running game to help out quarterback, make things a little bit more balanced. Uh-huh. I think it'll work out for him. But during this quarantine, we have had um, <laughs> a lot of crazy interviews, comments, people just saying whatever literally comes to their mind. Out of everything, we're going to give you three, right? I want to see what y'all think is the craziest, most surprising comments. Uh-huh. We got Mav Carter, who said Steph would have trouble guarding him at 38. Draymond had his tell-all interview with All The Smoke. Shout out to All The Smoke. He had his tell-all interview about everything from KD to college to Steph and him changing the league everything then of course it wouldn't be a segment about crazy comments without lavar ball lavar ball said that he would uh, beat zion williamson one-on-one handedly so <laughs> out of those three you could start off miles what was the craziest most surprising comment to you uh well of those three, I'd say Maverick Carter saying he'd, he'd give Steph buckets. I mean, sure, he might put up a, a couple points, but when I think someone's giving buckets, I think they're, like, dogging them. Uh-huh. So, and then I think, like, Steph wouldn't pay it any mind just because he knows that he would <laughs> probably make him slide a lot <laughs> in their one-on-one match. So that was that was the craziest comment I heard. Well, and of course, LeVar saying that he'd beat Zion is, <laughs> I don't know what he thinks sometimes. Like he just, he wants a, some clickbait, I feel like. Because we've seen his highlight tape. He was trash. Balling. Yeah, he was trash. He was balling. He was never balling. Wow. 
<laughs> we see the game two different ways. Thought he was balling out. <laughs> you must have watched a different tape. Yeah, I must have. Something. So for you, Johan, what was your uh, most surprising? I'm going to touch on all these, right? <clears throat> LeVar Ball is a genius. He knows what's to, uh, what to say. Every time he says something, he's all – not that. Like, that. of course, he's, like, trolling. Of course, he's trolling. Um, but he, he, knows, he knows what to say to get attention to him, his family. He knows exactly what he's doing. Genius. Um, I saw nothing wrong with what Draymond said. If you watch the whole podcast, uh, the All The Smoke podcast, I didn't see anything wrong he said. Only thing I disagree with is that him – Steph Curry and Clay changed the game. Not really him. He was a great. He's a great fit on the team. Like Golden State isn't Golden State without Draymond. I don't care what anybody says. Like he's the voice. He's the. He's the. He keep. He's the gear. You know. He's the main gear in the. Wow. In the Golden State, bruh, it's the little things, man. You need that hustler. You need that dog. He's the one over here setting players up, yo. Because he can't shoot. That's oh all he can do is try goodness. to set up and rebound. Everybody's going to leave him open. He shoots Golden like he has State. a backpack. Golden State isn't Golden State without Draymond. I'm not going to say it again. Second, well, third, uh, if we're talking about the wildest comment, is Maverick Carter because he's talking crazy. Like, did, did Maverick Carter play college ball or did he go overseas? Not that I know of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at 38. And you talking about Steph, somebody who's in his prime still. Kid, you're just talking crazy. I don't know what kind of attention you wanted. That was dumb. So that was the wildest comment. Uh, my opinion, I have to go with Mav Carter's uh, statements. That, like he even mentions at 38, he would give Steph buckets. Like he would give Steph fits, like. I don't know about that one, you know, you feel me? But I agree to a certain degree with what Johan was saying. If you listen to the whole interview, which was very long, by the way. Two hours. Two hours. One of the all the smokes longest podcasts, actually. This guy, literally, it was a tell-all about everything. I think a lot of what he said would have some um, truth to it. And I respect him being honest, like the long – Social media, they put up only the, the clip talking about Draymond and Steph changed the game. The whole, actually, the whole quote is he said him, Steph, and Clay changed the game and changed how the game was played. So I agree with him in that sense. He, without the Warriors, you know, without him being on the Warriors, he is not the same. Like, he alluded to what you said, Miles. He's like, yeah, everybody say I can't shoot, but he don't give a fudge. Like, I'm the best screen setter in NBA history. That's what he said. I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I agree, but maybe I need to look in more in depth on that one. But Yeah, but, like, I'm, I appreciate he played his role. He know that's not his role. That's it. He not, you don't have the bulls without Rodman and Pippen playing a role. You feel me? Like, even Jordan said it. Jordan was – you can't say my name without Scotty. So mm. I don't see where he was wrong in that regard. And in regards to the Kevin Durant stuff, that's his opinion, man. That's 
that's how he feel about the situation. This is his first time being able to speak up on it. So that's what he wanted to say. That's how he felt. Kudos to him for being transparent and honest, but that's just my opinion. I know, Miles, you have a different uh, viewpoint on oh. Draymond's tell-all interview. Um... I don't I don't know what he was trying to like accomplish. Like I guess he felt like he needed to like get it out, even mm-hmm. though like I don't know what talking about KD at this point does for anybody. Like it's I know it's a situation that's kind of fresh, but like we don't care anymore. Like it, it's over. Hey, people keep he never got to talk on it. You feel me? Like maybe this is his chance to speak his right. speech. If me, if, me, if me and Johan was beefing, right, and Johan the only one in the media saying his viewpoint, he doing the interviews because Katie was injured, so he doing the interviews like, yeah, Dre, Johan calls me to leave Benchmob because da 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 And I'll never get a chance to speak, and this is my platform to speak, and more than likely outside of this, I'm not going to have a platform to speak again. You gotta say it where you can say that. Let me get it all out now. Mm-hmm. You ain't rocking with it? I'm not rocking with it. He didn't I'm say rocking. nothing wrong to me on that one either because he was 100% right. What? What about what he said was right? Because when they were like, uh, he's like, it's not Draymond's fault that he left. He's like, if he really wanted to, if he wanted to stay there, he could have went to management and been like, yo, it's going to be a Draymond. And Draymond would have been out. He's the better player. But who? But who's gonna do that? Nobody's. People do that all the time. Who? I don't know any superstars who would like just go on behind people's backs and be like, "Yo, we don't, we don't hear about him. Get him out of here." We 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 don't know about it. Those private conversations. You know they can definitely do that. You know if you got the power, you can do that. You know if you got the power, you can do that. I agree with his viewpoint though. Like KD got the juice if he. KD was the head of the team, basically. That's the best player on the team at that time. If KD really, really wanted to stay, he could have done that, but I don't think, like you alluding to Miles, that's not in his nature to do that, though. Yeah, his nature is to hop on a freaking burner account and tweet about it. Just let me know when I said something wrong. Hey, like I said, I'll rock with the interview. That's his opinion, his viewpoint. Raymond, he better have some respect because he <laughs> won those two championships with KD without KD. He he no. mentioned that. He, know, he knows that. This is, the, like, this is the thing I like about the interview. Draymond kept it a stack. Like, he even mentioned how he don't like Chris Paul. I don't like him. I respect him. But I don't like Chris Paul. Like, when, the, when he was on the Clippers, he said, I purposely tried to have beef with Steph and, and Chris Paul. I purposely try to do that because I know that's who we had to get past. So I appreciate Draymond's perspective, viewpoint, his mindset, how he approaches the game. The man accepts his role and is trying to be the greatest at his role. The triple single. And, yo, don't, don't do that, Miles. Don't do that. And he can play in any era of NBA basketball. So fact. Yo, Tone, what's the next topic? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you disrespectful. All right, y'all. This is the end of 
episode nine of the Bitch Mob podcast. Uh, on the next episode, we will talk on the Jordan documentary. We're going to give y'all just a whole episode towards that because we're going to touch on a lot of topics. Is Jordan a GOAT? Do they treat LeBron differently than they treat Jordan? Talk about Pippen taking that contract. We're going to talk about everything on the next episode. So check us out. Subscribe. Follow us. We are on all streaming platforms. Bench Mob, Episode 9. We out. Peace. All right. We out.